Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I've, I've been ready for hours. <laughs> Welcome. You've we- been ready since 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> We've... Look, we're jazzed up. We're jazzed up on stress. We've had a lot go on today. Uh, but we finally made it. We have not given up. It has been a feat of endurance. It has. It's been a day, so... It's taken quite a bit for us to get to the point where we are sat down recording. It's taken three hours and 43 minutes. <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> the intention was, the agreement was that we would start earlier than usual, which I'm glad we did. Can you imagine? We'd be here until nightfall. We, we may still be. Um, so we were going to meet about 10, 10 became 11. Um, and I get a text. Tom normally does the, he brings all the gear. He rocks up with this beautiful suitcase of gear and in this laptop, we set it all up and we get going. No worries about it. Except. However, uh, the first of many errors was when I realized I couldn't find my laptop. Where is the laptop? My laptop is at school. <laughs> Which would be fine, except. Except like I, I could get into the school. Absolutely. Mm. I've got keys to get in. However, what I don't have is keys to get into the right room to turn off the alarm. Mm. And I did consider this. And while a rendezvous with a security guard could be fun under the right circumstances, today was not the day. I'm not into it today. My hay fever is really bad. I'm not in the mood. (laughs) Nobody's in the mood. Um, So instead I was like, okay, well, we can use mine, but I've got one of those silly MacBook Airs that doesn't have any USB ports. Can you imagine not having... Which we do require for the microphones. (laughs) Because they are USBs. So I said, no worries. Um, Tom said, I'll bring lunch. He'll drive over. I said, I'll pop to the shops. I've got a roast chook. I've got some Turkish rolls. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll pop to the shops. I'll get an adapter for my USB-C ports to turn them into things that we can plug the microphones into. What happened when you went to get an adapter, Zoe? So I thought I'd hit up the reject shop first and Aldi first, just in the hopes. Well, you never know. You actually don't. Sometimes you'd be surprised what they have in the tech sphere. They didn't have what I needed. So I chuffed on down to the like phone shop where they repair phones and they sell all sorts of I don't know, gadgets. I think that's wise. And I thought they'll, they're, they're the most likely spot to have one. Definitely. And I described him what I wanted and he pointed to me many things that were not what I wanted. And then he went, aha, one second. And started ruffling through the drawers behind the counter triumphantly held above his head a tiny wee gadget and he said is this what you want and i said yes that's exactly what i want and he said ah we don't stock these so this was not in a in packaging (laughs) it was not in packaging it was just just one he was like we don't stock these and i was like oh and then he went you can have and i was like oh thank you very much so i triumphantly very kind very kind he put it in my palm like a little pearl my little clam of a palm and i took it and i thought okay that's we're halfway there because i need two of these yeah because we do have two microphones one for each mic and i'm halfway there my next stop is woolworths also smart i go to woolworths they don't have an adapter but they do have a thing that turns one usb port into five usb ports okay so it's like a power board but it's for usbs yes got it so I was like, okay, if I this plus the thing the man gave me at the phone shop equals seamless recording fun. Done. Easy. We think, what a win. Immediately resolve the laptop fiasco yeah. and lunch is on the way. Okay. So I walk back in minutes before Tom, 
your dog has done exactly what you said your dog would do. Sorry. We'll come back to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I walk in minutes before Tom arrives with Pocket and we sit down to a nice lunch. We then decided debating style. We would kind of go over the topics we wanted to discuss, just making some notes, having a think about it, eat our lunch. We sit down to record. Maybe you should describe what happens next. It can be described only in the age-old phrase of hell in a handbasket, I think is the most appropriate way to describe what happened. So we sit down to record um, and for some reason that is, is yet undetected. I still don't know. The computer isn't registering one of the mics. It was none of the mics. None of the mics. Any of the mics. So we, so we've just to recap, we've plugged in the tiny pearl in your hand device, <laughs> which serves as the initial sort of, um, I don't know, converter. Yeah. Then into that, we've plugged the equivalent of a USB power board. Yeah. So we can plug in our multiple USB devices. We've plugged in the microphones to that. Yeah. Nada. Nada. The computer is just, it's as though nothing has entered it. So we've done a quick check. We've plugged in a phone. Yeah, as well. I thought, well, I'll see if it registers my phone when I plug that in. No. Also nothing. So we've deduced, and rightly so in the end, that the problem is, unsurprisingly, the free USB <laughs> adapter that the man from the phone shop pulled out of the bottom of a drawer for me. And on reflection, it might have been in the drawer because perhaps it was faulty. He was well-intentioned. He was so well-intentioned. So we're sitting here, we're thinking, well, what next? How do we salvage this day? Exactly. We've unpacked. We've had lunch. The greyhounds are here. There's a, you know, they're chewing on a, what is that? A goat Goat horn. Goat horn. Um, You know, like, how are we going to resolve this? No, it really is a goat horn. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really popular with the greyhounds. So we've gone, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to have to go to the shop, but like the big shop. We're going to have to go to Westfield on the last Sunday in November. Christ. Christ. We do. Bravely. We do. So we get in the car and we, we drive uh, over to Westfield, <laughs> which isn't that far. It's probably no, like it's, five minutes. I would say it was annoyingly eventful drive. A lot. Okay. So <laughs> a bit happened. Um, it wasn't so much the drive there that was hugely eventful. No. It was more about what happened when we got out of the car. Although, <laughs> Although- <okay>. so th- <laughs> a few things happened in a very short time. Yes. So... We are driving into Westwood, and I've not gone in from this direction before from your house. I'm usually coming from a different direction. Yeah, and to my preferred car park. So yeah. I have a preference of car park, and I've directed us toward that. So I'm, I'm trying to meet – I'm trying to tick all the boxes yeah. here, uh, and I've, I go in. I've directed us there in the hopes that it won't be completely effed, like many a Westfield car park at this time of year. Unfortunately, Wrong. it was completely effed. Yeah, it was, com- it was very – It was effed times maybe a billion. Yeah. So I, we finally get into the car park. I'm like, you know, maybe passively, aggressively behind these people who <laughs> are waiting far too long and they're all dressed the same. What, what were they dressed in? I think they were wearing like Australia kind of Socceroo supporter gear. Yeah, but it was like a whole family. It was a whole family of matching collared shirt in a yellow and a, a green pattern. Yeah, like they've been to Lowe's and they've gone to town. Yeah, and then maybe they've been to the pub. Maybe. Look, mm. we don't know what they did, but we know that they were getting in the car and holding things up. Really holding things up. So we... We take... are patience personified, though. We were. We were. And I thought, okay, do you know what I'm going to do about this? I'm not going to get mad. I'm just going to take a left. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna go underneath and I'm gonna see what I can find. Um, now I I know you were there, so I know you know what happened. But I'm gonna tell our fans. Yeah, of course. So we're driving along. I'm looking for a park, and I'm going. Mm, I can't see anything. Can't see anything. And then I see one of these really random parks, which I've never actually seen in an underground car park mm. before. And it was just like one where you sort of have to parallel park. Like it they, has. They look illegal. Yeah, they look like you shouldn't be able to park there. Yeah. But there are lines. They're clearly mm, No, marked. they are car parks. Um, and I go, okay, well, that's fine. I'll just park there. So yeah. I'm having to... I've had a morning and a, now a day. Yes. And now I have to reverse park in Westfield. Yes. It's almost a gift that we didn't have a day one. Sorry, let me clarify reverse parallel park yes. in Westfield. We've not had a day one. We have talked about it. There is a bottle of... Uh, what is it? Bubbly... I've got red bubbles, which red. I've never had before. I've had it once. Um, hmm. Anyway, we said no to the day wine, which was good because you're now I'm now stressed. parallel parking in a Westfield on the last Sunday of November. And two things happened while I was reverse parallel parking. The first thing that happened was a very, very rude Tesla yes. was trying to come out of wherever they were coming from as I am reverse parking. So, like, you know, when you're reverse parallel park the car sort of turns into tesla's come out of god's bum hole don't they it, look <laughs> that's been said it's been said anyway so i'm fuming about this i'm swearing and carrying on and rightly so i thought <laughs> very rightly so <laughs> and so in the in the haste of my reverse parallel parking i've, I've messed up but it's, I'm, it's not gone well and i'm trying not to hit the highlights behind me i thought you were doing well but anyway yeah but i hit the cur- anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> Curbs uh, deserve to be hit. Look, they're there. They're there. Actually, their job is to stop you from going like up a them. bumper. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's like when you go bowling. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying to do all the right things, and I've gone. Okay, it's, it's not gone in. So I'm just got off. I've just got off the road. I've let the Tesla go. I'm going. I'm not going to fight this fight today. No, it's not the hill to die on. I've let the Mitsubishi Lancer behind me also go, so that I can go out and try again. So on my way out. There is a man with a small child on the road. <laughs> I'm going, and they're just looking at me. They're, they're, look- <laughs> they're literally stopping for a stare. They're stopping for a good look, watching me reverse parallel park, but they're in the way. Yeah, you can't do it until they move. Like, I need them to get out of the way so I can go forward enough to then reverse. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't. To they me. refuse. <sighs> I stared very angrily at them. I don't know if you noticed, but I was really I quite cross. Ooh, looks could kill. Then, so we finally park and, you know, yep. whatever, we're ready to go. Then something else happened, which was unexpected and dangerous. Dangerous. Zoe, would you tell we're us We're actually, that? we're lucky to have made it here today. It's unbelievable. It was really disconcerting. Um, and I, I felt well within my rights to have a bit of a shout about it. Which we did, by the way. But some woman had to let me, some woman had to shout at me about shouting, which I think is rude. Anyway. I didn't notice that. Butt out, Brenda. Um, <clears throat> so... We're now on foot. We are. Making a beeline for JB Hi-Fi. We're on our way. We've got a, we're on a mission. Yeah, we're both in the Birkenstocks and we are going as fast as you can in a slip-on shoe. Uh, are yours real Birkenstocks? No, they're the fake ones because when I wear them to school, I don't okay. want them to get gross. Well, neither of them are going fast enough for our liking. No. Um, but we come to the road. There's a pedestrian crossing. It is a single lane in between two sections of a Westfield where cars can go through. There is a ute, it's going forward, it's going across pedestrian crossing. We arrive after it's gone across the crossing to cross behind it. And you very luckily point out that it's reverse lights have come on. You pull us off the road and it, in what I can only describe with sort of the speed and ferocity of 
I don't know, like a meerkat under threat reverses back across the pedestrian crossing without looking at the pedestrians it was about to take out about another, I'm not good at distance, 20 metres? I'm going to say maybe 15. 15 metres reverses another 15 metres to nab a car park that it's up gone the, past. Up a one-way street. Up a one-way street that is also for pedestrians without any warning, none. So I exclaim something. It's got its windows down. The children have the windows down. So I'm like, perfect. I'm going to let them know that they're a, a so-and-so. Yeah. We're doing our very best to make this G-rated. Um, I'm going to let them know that they have been a bit of a so-and-so. So I make a comment loud enough to hear. Can't remember what it was. It was, for me, aggressive, but for, you know, Woden, not very. Um. And no swear words. I said, oh, I actually said that was a unique maneuver at the top of my lungs. So there you go. I think I then also shouted, how dangerous. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I was trying to be. Um, and this woman who's crossing next to us goes, they don't even care. And I'm like, I don't even care that they don't even care. What do you care? Anyway, so that's been our... <laughs> I wanted her to mind her own business. I w- yeah, MYOB. Yep. Um, and so anyway, we made a JB Hi-Fi. We got the things we needed and we thought there's one one last thing we have to do if we're going to make it through this afternoon and that is to purchase some gin. So we went to the bottle shop. Okay, so we're now half a gin in each. We are. And do you know and we deserve it. But hours of stress. It's been a long time coming and we deserve this. Yes. So here we are ready here to are. report back. Okay. So welcome. <laughs> welcome. That's what's going on for us. Yeah. We uh, then had some further tech issues because we didn't really write down how to set up the software the first time we did it. And... Some of you, we know that some of you noticed because you let us know and we noticed it too, but we hoped... We were too wouldn't. far in last time. It was too late. We'd already recorded. Uh, there was a sound issue last time, which we have resolved this Hopefully. time. Yeah, we think we're pretty sure. We're, we're pretty 98% sure. sure. So if you're listening to this um, and it, the sound isn't right... Sorry. Sorry. It's, not sorry. It means we've already recorded and we're too far gone. Yeah. So. But only one half a gin deep. So welcome. welcome. There are flowers in my gin and I'm very appreciative. Yeah. I had to fight a bee for those flowers. Did you? Yeah. Did you get stung? No, I and that's good because I could be allergic. I don't know. Do you know what the compound that people are allergic to in bee venom is? No. It's called apitoxin. Ooh. Anyway, that's... Apiary, api, bee. Yeah, that's just a fun mm. fact for everybody. Because my, my mum's very allergic to apitoxin. Is she? So she was like anaphylactic allergic to bees and had to have hundreds of injections of bee venom to build up her resistance to it so that when she gets stung, she won't be anaphylactic. Yes. Okay. But I don't know how I respond yet. I feel like that's dangerous being the avid gardener that you are. So, well, <laughs> but the thing about the bee stings in, and this, I realize we're already on a tangent, is that apparently it's not the first one that you'll have your worst response to. No. It's the second one. So if you have a big response to the first one, then you go and seek like... You, you need like four EpiPens. You go and get an EpiPen yeah. in case of the second one. Yep. Um, anyway, so welcome back. We do have things to report back on this time. We do. Yeah, so there's more than one thing to report back on. We've actually got a list. We do. We set ourselves some challenges at the end of the last one, and they were to do with our well-being. They were. Um, and managing sort of the... How am I going to describe this? The... Avalanche? Meteoric rise, yeah, in workload that happens over the point of the term, the next few weeks of term, um, particularly term four. I shouldn't click my pen in the background. Um, and anyway, my challenge was because when I have that workload increase, I tend to get really fixed and really rigid um, and kind of reduce the number of life-giving things that I do to try and manage that, which just kind of makes me more anxious. So my challenge was to do something spontaneous. Were you successful? <laughs> so I did, I'm going to say 
I had three attempts at spontaneity. Okay. I just, for our fans, just so you know that this is all real deal. We have not shared this yet. You're getting it unfiltered. So you're like a little bit familiar with a few of these. So the first one was that I was in DFO buying some new netball shoes because netball season has started. Okay. And which you fully know because you're on my netball team. I'm on the team. (laughs) And you're voted the best player every week, the most fun player. That is a prize I win. Every (laughs) every week, except the previous week. Yeah, no, Fallon got it. Fallon. Um, (laughs) And so I was in DFO and a shop must have been opening. And as part of their opening uh, bonanza, they had a stall of free tarot reading. Oh, okay. And I thought... Is this my spontaneous thing? Because here I am in my most fixed state where I am at DFO. I've got a list. I'm on a mission. I've got an idea in my mind of how long I'll be spending and how much money I'll be spending and when I'll be out. I'm in and out of DFO. I'm not there for a nice little browse. Tower reading stall, free. About eight people in the line. I think that's, that's fine. Maybe this is my spontaneous thing. I eight jump people, in. that's all right. I jump in the line. Okay. After half an hour... She has not finished the person who was at the beginning of the line. Oh, no, I'm right off it. So it becomes clear that this isn't just sort of a fun gimmick where they're going to pull one card for you. They've employed someone who reads tarot, especially for the day, and she is doing everyone's tarot full, in full. So new deck of cards, shuffling them, doing a full reading for every single individual. And... People are getting frustrated with this and dropping out of the line in front of me. And I think, okay, if I can hold on longer than the people getting frustrated and dropping out, I will get this exemplary hour-long experience of having my tarot read. It's something, it'll be something to write home about for sure. Yeah, and it'll be something to talk on the podcast about. Um, and yeah. because this line has not moved, the people who must have been in the actual store who was promoting it, which didn't even have their name there, I don't know which store it was, um, if you work in promotions, that's something to take note of. Uh, walking along the line going, she's going to hurry it up. She's going to hurry it up. But none of them are actually talking to this formidable woman deep in the mystic, I don't know, ether of the tarot She's surrounded by a haze of sandalwood. Yeah. She, like. is, she is not aware of her surroundings. She is zeroed in on her tarot reading client. I guess that's what you want. If you're the client, though, you'd probably love that. So I'm now third in line. She starts on the next woman and she brings out a full new deck of cards. And I think, no, she's not hurrying up. She's not. She's not going to be bullied by these people. (laughs) No, like she is committed to her craft and there is no world in which she is being hurried up. And I do, I failed at that one. I gave up um, on the spontaneous tarot read. I think it counts because you were going to do it. I really tried. If it almost, it got in the way of my spontaneity. The delays. Yeah, yeah, fair. So the second thing I tried to do was uh, there's a cafe that I've been going to for the four years that I've worked at my work. At the beginning of this year, a nice young man started working there. We bonded over wear at Purple Day when I was wearing purple for schools, which is um, where you dress in purple to show that you're an ally or you're like a safe person for the kids, um, basically if they're queer. So they can like visually see the support in the school for them. And they can also identify teachers that if they, they can be themselves with and whatever. Um, and so we had a little bond over that. And then we later bonded over both having greyhounds. It's a great thing to bond over. It's a, it really brings people together. Um, and he said, it was a Friday. 
he said, do you want to have a walk with them on the weekend? He actually said, do you live locally? And I said, no. And he said, great. Do you want to walk with them on the weekend? We can meet here. <laughs> he just glazed right over that He's bit. doesn't really care that you've got to travel. And I'm like, okay. I mean, and he promised a puppuccino. He was like, we can walk them and get puppuccinos. Can you say more on that quickly? I Well, it's just frothed oat milk for dogs. Oh, oh I love it. Uh, yes. Yeah. And apparently they love it too. Um, and I thought, I've got to say yes. This is my spontaneous well, you can't thing. can't say no. So I did say yes. Um... But it was too spontaneous for me because it was so spontaneous that I was going to have to cancel other plans that, that were previously made. If you know Zoe, that's probably not going to happen. And even though I <laughs> attempted to cancel them, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I rescheduled. I rain checked. I did okay. eventually go on the dog date, but two weeks later. I think it counts because you had every intention. <laughs> so far, all of your attempts count. And I think you're going to be less, uh, less impressed with mine. Okay. <laughs> This is the final spontaneous thing that just makes me sound that that s crazy. Oh yeah. Okay. I painted my toilet navy blue and immediately painted it white again. <laughs> he just—if you, you can't see—but Tom just sort of chucked his head around the corner to have a look at my toilet. I have two questions about this. <laughs> Question. Okay, the first one's not really so much of a question yep. as a comment. I thought that the photos you were sending me yep. were photos from the internet that were ideas. I didn't realize you'd actually done it. No, no, no. I didn't tell you that I actually did it. So what I did, I went to Bunnings and I got some sample pots. Uh-huh. And I realized I could paint my... You're not meant to pay for sample pots, are you? No, they're free. Okay, I was worried I'd stole them. I realized I could paint my whole toilet with sample pots. Yeah. So I... <laughs> So what started um, as me putting a swatch up to yep. see what it looked like, and I thought it looked quite nice, turned into me painting a feature wall and then me painting all of the walls, four of them, and then me deciding I don't like it within the space of an hour and repainting it white again on the same day, just one whole day. Wow. It was blue for an hour. Crikey. <laughs> so I think that counts as spontaneous. Despite reversing the decision, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, it's very spontaneous for me because, um, and if you don't know me, particularly about homewares, I'm not super spontaneous. My colleague... I'm thinking about the, the table. Yeah. It took a very, very long my time. My colleague Naomi purchase. joked that she managed to go on maternity leave and come back before I'd committed to some side tables. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we're... That's the speed Frankly, at which... I respect that, but I... Yeah, yeah, I Bef- would agree. Before I got my coffee table, <coughs> I made a cardboard one in the same dimensions and lived with it for a week. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I did that. That was spontaneous, but I'm going to rule all of those a fail. I'm ruling all of them successes. Okay, excellent. Great. Your challenge was rather the opposite. Yes. Okay. So because it is all about well-being and... My challenge was around setting organizational tasks, tools, and goals for myself mm-hmm. um, because term four is a movable beast. There's lots to juggle. There's a lot going on. And you could at any moment drop it all. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's tricky because when you're sort of juggling all the balls, you need to figure out which ones are glass and which ones are rubber. Mm-hmm. They're all glass. And it can be exhausting. It's very exhausting. Um, yeah. And I have also been doing double duty because not only am I doing all my normal 
end of year kindergarten stuff. And I'm going to announce this because it's open open source Ooh, news. 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 Um, next year at my school, I'm actually teaching preschool, which is <gasps> very exciting. I, you love the little babies. I love teaching preschool. The little babies. So I'm very excited to return. Mm. However, that does mean a lot of additional tasks mm. in preparation for a transition for the children to begin. Which, anyway, so I'm off on a tangent about administrivia, which I don't want to be. But just to provide some context about the serious juggling that's happening. Yes. Um, okay, so I tried a few different methods. <laughs> of, of managing sort of time and scheduling and things? Managing time and scheduling. Yeah. Because... I think last time we touched on it, I said it is not a something that's very difficult for me and you sort of disagreed and said that maybe it's not that I'm not good at it, it's just that I find it quite taxing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can do it and you do it in lots of ways. Lots of ways. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I'm also clicking my pen, so I'm going to put them away. <laughs> Look at us stimming away. <laughs> stim um, away, stim away, stim away. I'm not sorry. Quick side note. Yes. When the last time I was in preschool, we had that CD and then rest time. It was an Enya CD. Yes. And I got so sick of listening to it, I took it out of the CD oh. player and I broke it in half. Can I recommend Enigma instead? Instead of Sail Away? Yeah. Not China Roses? But that, that would work too. That would work too. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so back to your scheduling. So, you told me you hinted that you were going to try a certain app. Okay. So I looked into the app mm. and the more... Because I might appear a bit sort of random and spontaneous mm. in the things that I will... Uh, sort of engage to make life interesting or easier. However, that's actually not the case because I do an inordinate amount of research. We love, we both love a research. We love to research. So I will research things very privately, mm. very discreetly, mm-hmm. and then just appear to be really random. Yeah. Um, but actually, I've been thinking about it for a really long time. So I did a lot of research on it. And actually, what I discovered was. Um, if you are not someone who can commit to putting all the information into the mm, app in the first place yeah. and doing it regularly, then it doesn't actually work for you. No, don't like that. Also... What sorts of things did it want you to put in? Uh, so it wants you to put in um, all of your... Like every 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 little thing that you do so it can manage your time like all the time. Like it's like being micromanaged all the time so that you never have to think about what it is. But you still have to think about updating the information yeah also um i get a little bit oppositional when yeah I'm you're told told to by do <laughs> told by anything well it's a bit like when sometimes when i'm teaching my garmin watch is like stress seems high at the moment take a minute to breathe i'm like and breathe I'm like, yourself garmin excuse watch. you i'm I've just excited <laughs> About teaching whatever I'm teaching. Thank you very much. Stay in your lane. I'm definitely not triggered by something happening in my classroom. Definitely not. You breathe. Thank you. Yeah. You you wish you could, Garmin. Yeah, it is weird being told what to do by a tech. Yeah, it is. Uh, And also, I don't know that I lack the executive functioning Mm. skills to remember what to do all the time. It's more that I lack the skills to organize... um, my time to make sure I can get all of it done. Yes, that's a different thing. So I, I don't actually know that it's that it's the organization of what the tasks mm. are that are super helpful to me because mm-hmm. uh, I can do that myself. But mm. anyway, so I looked into it and it didn't seem like it was quite the right fit for me. So yep. instead, um, 
because I, as you, you have got several, sorry, you are really good at a physical diary. Yes. I, throughout the year, acquire several physical diaries because I think this is the one. No, yes, no, this optimism. is the one. Yeah, this one is going to make it all <laughs> this work. This is it. Everything will work when I buy a new diary. So mm-hmm. I wind up with probably four or five by yep. the end of the year. Um, and I have had some success with that in the past. Mm-hmm. And just as a side note, I'm really sorry. I have terrible hay fever, so I sound a bit weird. <laughs> um, it's actually, I shouldn't laugh because it is genuinely disabling for it, you. It's, it's hugely debilitating. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's a violent hay fever. Like it is a hay fever that has descended with the agenda to take you out. I had to have a few days off work this week because it was a bit dangerous for me to go outside. Yeah. And it literally <laughs> like your eyes had swollen shut. Yeah, it was it was really brutal. Bad. Um, anyway, so I had instead of use well, I tried, I did try with a, a new day book, a new diary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost it <laughs> <laughs> in the period of four weeks or whatever. Yeah, um, I also in the last week I have lost my wallet for several days, which I only found yesterday, and my laptop. A whole laptop. We just call that a budgeting technique. <laughs> Which I now know it's at school. But I had everything else with the laptop. I had all the things, but not the computer. And I thought, where could that possibly be? Anyway. So instead what I have been doing, because I've also had not just work days, I've also had a lot of appointments yeah. for um, various things. Yeah. Um, medicinal ailments. Ailments. <laughs> The constant hay fever <laughs> that's trying to destroy me. Um, yes. So what I've actually just been doing is to organize myself so I know where to be and when to be mm-hmm. there. Uh, I'm actually just using my iPhone calendar. Hey. However. Okay. Now, I think this speaks volumes about me and my refusal to do it correctly. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so you know how when you add an event in yep. your calendar, uh, it gives you all these options, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when, where, all that yep. sort of stuff. No, 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 I'm not doing it. What what I do is in the description of what it is, yeah. I write all the information there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, acupuncture, 5 p.m., where to go in the like description. I do this. Instead of going through Changing and setting the, the time. time yes. I'm like, I don't have the time for that. No. Yet. So instead, I just get all these random reminders at weird times of the day. Hmm. Uh, for things that aren't actually at that time. No, and but they to, will happen. I have to read them yeah. to know <laughs> what time but it is. But that forces you to engage. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I think this is not the silliest plan. Yeah. Because it, really, it was really fast. It was really efficient. Yeah. Uh, and it, was, it really helped me. It really reduces the burden of putting in the info. Yeah. And so the reason I do it is I don't necessarily trust that I'll change the settings correctly. So I want to have it written in the description so because I sort of trust that I'll have typed it in right as opposed to click the right button with the little wheel where you change the time. So can I recommend, if it's something really important mm. that you know it has to be at a certain time, instead what I do is I set a reminder. Yes. So you know how there's the reminder yeah, app yep, yep, as yep. well? So things that have to be, they've got to be at a certain time or I think I'm going to forget about that, but when I'm in the, a certain place, so sometimes an example is my raincoat. <laughs> say more things okay <laughs> so i had a um uh duty 
Sorry, I don't know why I said it like an American. I had a duty. In, <laughs> had a duty. A duty in uh, preschool uh, mm-hmm. several weeks ago, and it was raining. So yeah, we we're inside. Ugh. And that oh, no, was all right. Okay. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> and so, but I'd taken my raincoat because it was absolutely flogging down. Yeah. But yeah. so ordinarily, you would just stay with your own class and mm-hmm. like figure your breaks out with the other teachers who you teach with. But um, preschool is a bit different and you have to go to your duty there. Mm-hmm. So we had a few, anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is I had to traverse through the pouring rain. And I mean, actual cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there were paws and claws. Falling from the sky. Yeah. Coming at sh- you. Yeah, they were. Anyway, so I'm like getting myself not drenched by wearing mm-hmm. my raincoat. And it's a, quite an expensive raincoat. Yeah. So I really it's don't want to lose it. It's good. Yeah. Um, so I get to preschool and, you know, obviously I don't need it inside. So I take it off and I put it down on the table and then I leave it there. Mm-hmm. So As for, you would. For days and days and days and days, I think I've got to get my raincoat from preschool. I've got to get my raincoat yeah. from preschool. I've got to get my raincoat from preschool. Yeah. And for days and days I forgot because it's like not a priority. So, no, it's not raining anymore. It's not raining anymore, at least for the next five days. Yeah. Your plate's full. You're not thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I don't have enough room on my plate. You've got a dog to go home and feed. I've got a lot on. Netball bibs to wash. And not lose. Um, We'll come back to that. Uh, Anyway, so I do this and and then I think I'm just going to have to set a reminder Mm because I can't figure out the calendar to make make that work. So this is maybe where the reminder fell down because I sometimes ignore them. It's not that oppositional thing you mentioned, is it? <laughs> Look, it could be. So I think I'm going to be walking past preschool about mm-hmm. 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. So I set a timer. Go to preschool, get raincoat. And I set it I set it in the reminders, not in the calendar. And I've set it to high importance. Yep. Right. Okay. So what does it, that do? It makes the notification not disappear. So every time you open your phone, it's there. Wow. And you see it all okay. the time to constantly remind yeah. you. Yeah. So, of course, I ignored it for six days. Oh, no. How? I don't know. I don't know. Um. <laughs> anyway, I just wrote it on my hand eventually. and Age old. Yeah, look. Strategy. So, I think my organization has been going fairly well. I didn't do all my tasks on time, but I did get them all done. Hey, that's, psh, that's yeah. a win. Yeah. How's the well-being? Like, how did it feel doing those things? Like, uh, it's. I found it quite... I felt relieved yeah. in terms of my like stress levels because yeah. I was like, okay, tick, 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 my jobs are done. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I know that ticking off, if you can hear that, that's the sound of a greyhound, uh, a greyhound chewing on a goat horn. <laughs> it is so powerful. <laughs> is it? It is the goat horn. I think so. We've just stopped to admire the strength. My greyhound is asleep on sort of princess in the pea style on like several blankets and cushions on the couch. My greyhound is wearing a sports rugby jersey. (laughs) Uh, Dashing. (laughs) He looks very handsome. Yeah. Uh, And he is on Zoe's greyhound's bed. Yeah. With her new toy, the cuddle pillow and a goat horn. This might be a good transition into the dog report. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because I'm finished reporting back on okay. well-being. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Good, yeah, no. I felt, um, I'm actually really pleased about the spontaneity because it did make me make new friends, which is yeah. hard to do as a grown-up. I have a question involving okay. the friends. Okay. And I don't want to expose you too much okay. here. Did these new friends, when you got their phone numbers, did you save their name in your phone, Zoe? 
So I did. I saved Jason after the dog date. So okay. I waited until after the date to say because I so I have a track record. <laughs> this is one of my favorite <laughs> things about you. <laughs> Which I never really noticed. I have been noticing it for years. <laughs> I have a track record when I'm um I'm in the dating pool. And I was gonna bring this up with you later. I was gonna say tis the season. Ah, okay. And then you were meant to say what season? Oh, what season? <laughs> It is a season for downloading the dating apps again because Oof, nah. for me, dating is, it is a high administrative burden. Do you need, you need a personal assistant I need to an it. EA to help with the administration of the dating, um, talking about scheduling and things. So I do it when work winds down and okay. I have the spoons or the like capacity and the time. Um, and then I, I basically just sort of say, you know, I've got a window of eight weeks. Take me for coffee. Um, but I have a track record of when I've got someone's number, we've exchanged numbers, not saving their number as a contact. (laughs) I don't know why you do this or don't do this. And so Tom can tell how much I like someone based on whether I've saved their number with a name or not. If it's just because when I eat it. I'll be real. I'm getting a screenshot. I'm getting screenshots about it. He's getting a screenshot. I'm get, you know. Invariably. It was something on my phone, even if not. That's BFF territory. Yeah, we know. It's This is not a shock to anyone. It's no. not a faux pas. If you've not done it, oh, sorry. If you're saying you've not done it, you're probably lying yeah. and whatever. Anyway, um, yes, but I can tell how much they mean to you. Sorry, that's just a great <laughs> handshake over there. <laughs> their, their legs Special fly Special guest. Up. Pocket. Yeah, Pocket, come over here. Um, yeah, so Tom can tell how much I like them based on whether I save their numbers. Yep. So I save Jason as Jason. Okay. His dog's name, I'm sure he won't mind, is Theodore. I got a picture. He's very handsome. They're, they're both handsome, I would say. I didn't get a picture of Jason. Just... Did I not send you a picture of Jason? I think it was just Theodore. Oh, I'll send you a picture of Jason now. Jason, we'll, if you're listening. We're going to uh, get a live react. Too bad. Um, to Jason. <laughs> oh, well, I think they're both equally like endearing. Um, here's Jason. That's Jason. Oh, lovely. Look, they match each other. Yeah, lovely. Um, And I saved the other one as Johnson, which is the dog's name, Johnson's dad's. What? I just, sorry. As you're telling me this, I'm reflecting on all the stories I know about this and just (laughs) thinking about how funny the whole thing is. (laughs) Because the problem was I didn't know Johnson's dad's names for a little while. Do you know their names now? Yeah, because I came up with the plot to accost Dad One, Primary Dad, I'm going to call him. Okay. Um, as he got off the bus from work and say, can we swap numbers and give him my number so that he has to text me, hey, it's... So-and-so. So-and-so. Um, and he did. I was trying to guess his name for ages. Um, let me just find Johnson's dad's. Because I've forgotten... Oh, I forgot my name. There we go. Johnson's dad's. And he did. He texted through... Um, it's Rob, Chris, and Johnson here. They're perfect. That's perfect. It's perfect. Your they plan went perfect. exactly as you hoped. It did. And because the thing is, when Rob told me him and his partner, husband, and his um, pet's names, I remembered all of the animals' names. Yep. So I remembered <laughs> the, the cat's... <laughs> I remembered the dead cat's name that he mentioned and not his name. I think that's fine. That's fine. Um, anyway, so I'm glad about the spontaneity for that. That does transition us into the dog report. So we're now really settled into Greyhound Parenthood. 
We are we are settled. We're in the long haul. I did. We need to pause it. I think I have to sneeze. <laughs> Uh, we're back. We're back for the dog. <laughs> Continuing to dog report. We're, yeah, so we're well-established greyhound parents now. Um, and I've, if you're not a greyhound parent, it's it's a little bit cult-like. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, you need to be prepared to get, you, you know, sign up for it. It is joyous. You've got to, like, be on all the greyhound pages on Facebook and Instagram. And mm. But it's, yeah. it's a learning curve. And they're, for, for sure. the established greyhound parents, they induct you with hints and tips um, that are well known to other greyhound owners to make them live their best life. Absolutely, because that's what you want. To help the kings and queen greyhounds out there thrive. A lot of it has to do with dry skin, sensitive tummies, sore joints, and a general nervous disposition. If you can hear that, that is my greyhound <laughs> in real life uh, demonstrating his nervous disposition for absolutely no reason. He's fine. He's, he's fi- so fine. He's outside. He's just... he's. Uh, you know what I think it might be? He's looking at that paddle pool and he's reminded of puddles. Oh, he, he doesn't like puddles. He's afraid of puddles. Yeah. I don't want to say any more about it. Because you have to remember that they don't really live a life engaged with the world or pet life or anything like that. So everything is new to them. Um, whereas Poppy had a beautiful home before me. So Poppy has two mums. She has a Zoe, me, um, and Chloe mum. And Chloe mum was her previous home. And I'm, I'm the fortunate new home. It's been and wonderful. Chloe and Nick um, did a beautiful job getting her really comfortable with pet life. Oh, she's so comfortable. She's incredible. She's she makes sure she is comfortable. Yeah. Um. So she's incredibly well adjusted. She can be a bit of a grump, particularly at any men who make sudden movements toward me in public. I think that is perfectly reasonable. I respect it. I I value that. I don't correct her when she does it. It's just she just gives him a warning, just a little. Uh, that's enough. And I think she's just calling out the audacity. I wouldn't curb that behavior. Yeah. She doesn't wait for the audacity. She just and she expects it's there and she tells them to stow it for takeoff, please. Her spidey senses for audacity are very well attuned. Very strong. Um, so things that we've learned, um, orthopedic beds for their joints. They're necessary, yeah. Because they're all bony. Um, or did, just your bed. They really like your bed. Or also. your bed. Your bed count, a human bed is counts as orthopedic. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, you sort of don't tell them off. Like I wouldn't tell her off in the same way that I would tell off a Maltese or a cuddle dog. Oh no. They get, they go the ears again. Big shake. (laughs) Big shake. Um, they get very upset if you tell them off in a harsh manner. They like sardines, tuna, uh, carrots. Carrots. Yeah. Mine's big on carrots. Mine's learned to like carrots. Mine also likes celery, which I don't know if you can give to dogs, but he liked it. Mine has porridge sometimes in the morning. He loves porridge with a bit of honey in it. Yeah. The oats are good for their skin. Yeah. Um, but there is also a thing that my friend Lydia, who is a legend, who has a greyhound as well. Does she? Yeah, she does. Um, and I was actually down the shops just locally and someone was talking to me about Poppy and they said, oh, our new neighbors have a greyhound. They've just moved in and his name is Bruno. And I was like, shut up. I think I know Bruno's humans. And Bruno's humans are Lydia and her fiance, Nitty. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's I, how that's what the Greyhound community is like. Obviously, we are setting up a date, you, me and Lydia. And Bruno. And Bruno and our our pets, yeah, princes so and a princesses. Pack. Yes. This community is a pack of I'm just so excited by by this news. Yeah, yeah. And and Lydia told me about this thing that Greyhounds go nuts for and the Greyhound community goes nuts for called a cuddle pillar. 
And a cuddle pillar, I should hurry this up, but a cuddle pillar is um, a two meter long stuffed toy of a caterpillar. It is gorgeous. So it is like kind of like a body pillow almost. It is. It is legitimately two meters tall. Um, and because they are so popular, you have to pre-order them for delivery. And so I subscribed to the mailing list. I got the alert that pre-orders for Christmas were open in, I don't know, September. I spent my $60 on a two-meter caterpillar and I crossed my fingers that she was going to like it. Because otherwise, I am in a 90-square-meter place with a 10 square meters of that taken up by a stuffed caterpillar. I'm looking at it now. It's quite big. It is big. It's glorious. So I'm crossing my fingers and during the week, the cuddle pillar, the Christmas cuddle pillar, which I've ordered in what I'm describing <laughs> as rainbow paddle pop edition, color wise. Yeah, I, that's actually really apt. Yeah. That's exactly what um, it is. Arrives in a giant post satchel. It's propped up against the door when I get home. I'm like, brilliant. This. I did have questions about what it looked like <laughs> upon arrival. <laughs> this will be the cuddle pillar. I open it with a Christmas bag there ready to transfer it into. And the minute I open it and its little head and its giant legs and body wiggle out of the satchel, Poppy claims it as her own. Mine now. Mine now. She loves it and she sets about dragging it, which is an effort, to her bed. And I think, oh, I can't take it off her now. I don't know how you'd move it. I I can't (laughs) now remove the cuddle pillar from her, wrap it up and re-give it to her at Christmas. No, it's hers now. It's hers now. Hers. I the, think that's fine. The cat was quite perturbed by it. He'll oh, take, yeah. He takes about three to six months to warm up to a toy. Any new toy that is brought into the house, he treats with suspicion for approximately half a year. Is that because he's like, you know, a farm cat? I mean, look, if, we, he, we if he were there, the Trojan horse would not have happened. Just because he'd he has be deeply high, suspicious of it? He's deeply suspicious of most things. Yeah, I think that's probably fair it's to say. It's reasonable fair. So we're, we're loving greyhound ownership. Yeah, he did. Although your cat did. Oh, there goes my dog again. <laughs> your, your cat uh, definitely was all about um, teasing my dog a little bit, which I think is completely fair because it's his house. It's his house. Um, we, yeah, we did have Pocket did try and go through a cat door. Um, unsuccessful. Yeah, and the cat sat probably... <laughs> I'm going to say five centimetres out of snooch reach. reach. Uh, Like dangerously close and not caring. Not caring. He he knew that Pocket Pocket couldn't get through that door. (laughs) Um, And I think he might have battered Pocket on the nose. I think, no, he deserved it though. Yeah, there he is. He's Um, wandering about. In the new friends that I have made with the Greyhounds though, I've made an observation about Greyhound demographics. That is unpleasant. If we've mentioned the Greyhound scream. That's not quite it. That's not the scream. That's a low... That's just a being a whinger. A general disconcertion. I'm really sorry to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> just another reminder, this is not in a studio. It is in Zoe's dining room. Yeah, which is a joy to be in and record in. I'm thrilled to be here. Anyway, I I went you know I went back into the office and I said this about the greyhounds. I said I I'm loving the new greyhound friends. I wouldn't mind if Poppy set me up with a straight boy for once. Yeah, that keeps happening to you. Because everybody we bond with over a um, greyhound, Poppy and I, yep. is is a woman, non-binary, or gay. Which is that's fine, but it's not really what you're interested in. 
It's not what I'm interested in. But then my colleagues are going, well, why would that be? What is it about the greyhound that makes them the dogs of the she's, gays, and they's? Ah, uh, okay. So I have a theory about this. You have this. a theory. Excellent. Run it by me. Um, okay. So I think that greyhounds are like the Babadook of the dog world. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're a bit camp. <laughs> There's just something about them. <laughs> something beyond being able to be articulated. Yeah. Look, I don't know if it's their physique or their... You know, and when I say their physique, I don't just mean their muscular bodies. I mean their weird, <laughs> weirdly disproportionate yeah. necks. Yeah. <laughs> and their, you know, serious bootyous maximuses. <laughs> which is a coin I've termed. <laughs> which I think might exist, but I've never I, heard I was going to say, have you really coined the term bootyous maximus? I've never heard it, but okay. it probably does exist. I'm sure it exists on Tumblr. Yeah. Whoa, Tumblr. Tumblr. So my kids are back on the Tumblr, which I tell them not to be, but it's, yeah. it's in again. Yeah, I'm not into that. Anyway, so uh, greyhounds being the canine representation of the she's, as and gays community, I, I'm looking at my dog right now as a prime example. <laughs> I think it's the accessorizing. I Okay, so I wanted to say this, but I didn't feel like I could because I'm only one of the she's. Okay. So I'm in the Venn diagram, I'm just the she. Yeah. Um, but I, I did think, and I didn't want to like lean into cliches or stereotypes here, but the greyhounds require accessories. Like, it's not just a cute thing you put on them. He's eaten a bottle lid. Has he swallowed it? No. No, he spat it out. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's not just like a cute thing that you can do with a greyhound, but it's actually something you have to do is have the clothes for them for the right temperature. Some of them have to wear shoes because they have like corns on their feet from being raced or you have to strap their ankles like actual horses like horses um they have to have special collars and none of this you can get off the rack no you got to go on etsy for you this. have to so if you are getting a greyhound you are committing to many an hour on etsy searching for custom made goods to accessorize it yeah and look i also not wanting to lean into mm. stereotypes too too deeply but mm. Perhaps maybe the straight guys mm-hmm. who don't And sit please ex- feed us back, please straight guys. Please, let us know, let us know. Because you, you're not represented here you're not. at this table right now. We um, will get one in just for balance at some stage, I'm sure. Yeah, I've actually got two in mind. Okay, great. Um, I suspect that perhaps they're not committing to the browsing time. Exactly. If that's not a joy for you, it would be a chore. Yeah, it would be a chore. Um, I think, you know, the the men that I live with, mm-hmm. they want their dog to jump in the back of the ute. Yeah. Now, Pocket requires lifting into the back of Bless the his CX-5. Socks. <laughs> he gets his feet up, Aww, the front paws, little... and then he... Now, okay, I need to clarify. I have seen him do it once. He, he's done it once. With the right motivation, mm-hmm. food. A mm-hmm. um, little bit he, of cheesy cheese. He will leap into the back of the Mazda, mm-hmm. but without the right mm-hmm. sort of, you know, carrots. Mm-hmm. Stop. Um, he requires actual lifting and he's quite heavy. Like He's, like, he's a big boy. He's probably, I don't know, nearly 40 kilos. He's, he's disconcerted about a fly. Oh, uh, there's a fly behind the plantation yeah, shutters. he's not liking he's, it. He's he can't get happy. to it. Um, he is investigating the cuddle pillar now. So, yeah. So, that's our theory is that they kind of... People who are going to enjoy that level of browsing handmade goods for dogs and shelling out for them to be sustainable and to be made by someone called Pamela in, I don't know, Harvey Bay and shipped to you with a little thank you card and a set of stickers. 
Those kinds of people are drawn to the Greyhound. The straight boys still like them. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy, do they like them. But they don't want to be responsible for their wardrobe. They want to, like, have a pat and go, oh, mate. They love them. They love them. Love them. Because they, they feel like... A proper dog. They feel like a dog because they're really quite big. They're really doggy. Yeah. In the sense of how much of them there is. And they have a purpose. They have a job. They have something they're good at. They also like the racing often. Yeah, yeah they often like the racing. We don't. Yeah. That's we, right. well, I mean, That's we don't like the racing. personal preference. But we like the dog. Um, and I had something I wanted to run by you. Okay. Because <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about the way that I feel about these two things. Okay. So I've just noticed recently, probably in the last, increasingly actually over the last six months, that these two phrases are used more and more and more and they've started to give me the ick. Say more things. Okay. The first one is trauma. Okay. I just hear the word trauma in random contexts so many times a day. And I don't like that it gives me the ick. Because I sort of logically understand that probably what we're doing is just talking about things we haven't talked about before. And calling them what they are, which was for people an experience of trauma. Mm-hmm. But I guess when you've worked in our jobs and you've sort of done things that we do and you've seen things that we see, what I think of as trauma is kind of so much worse. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just bored. I am bored to death of people analyzing and psychoanalyzing and referencing. I don't know. Their parents making them eat their vegetables as a child as trauma. That is somehow now influencing their life. I am so bored. It's now started to give me the ick anytime I hear the word. Okay. Mm. That... Sorry, that's just some kids on bikes Cute. going past the backyard. Trauma. Trauma. That's traumatizing. <laughs> traumatizing. For me. Kids on the weekend. Ah. So, like, I logically know I probably shouldn't feel that way because it's probably just a positive positive thing that people are kind of calling these experiences traumatic but i think maybe maybe we need some other word like there's some distinction that needs to be made can i ask is it the word or is it the way it's being used to discuss things that maybe you don't consider to be hugely traumatic i think they probably were experienced as traumatic but i just think move on like (laughs) i know you can't say that but i think we are making such an effort to explain things in the present and explain the way people are and they react in terms of past traumas that are probably just part of life, like just normal negative experiences um, or normal experiences of adversity or normal core memories or whatever. And I'm like, what are we getting from this? Why are we doing this? Mm, Okay. It's, I don't know. I'm just sick of it. Bored. I can understand your perspective yes. on this because um, I have recently been doing quite a lot of uh, research and training and investigation mm-hmm. into trauma. Because I'm just going to remind you that Zoe and I are at different ends of school. Yeah. I'm at the very, very, very beginning of school. You're at the very, very, very end of school. Yeah. So I call mine preschool for life. I have them for two years. <laughs> I've got to work out where they are, where they want to be and try and get them there. Yeah, so the ones that I get sometimes haven't even been alive for four years yet. <laughs> That's wild to me. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, and so when I think about trauma, mm. I 
you know, and in the same sort of um, realm as you, being at school and the things that you sometimes have to deal with um, or the things that you know about, mm. it gives you probably a maybe a different perspective. Mm. Um, and I wonder, and I would like some feedback. I wonder if people who work in allied health and work in these sort of environments who deal with significant trauma um, feel the same way in the sense that um, maybe my tolerance for what mm. I would consider to be excessive or significant trauma has been um, altered. Mm. Uh, and, I, you know, because I'm wondering that, wondering that too. And because sometimes mm. the things that I do deal with and the things that I um, or have to know about mm. but don't necessarily have the skills or qualifications mm. to deal with, yeah, um, I would consider to be quite significant. Absolutely. Um, you know, which is, it comes part and parcel in the, in the job really, but. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, I think there is a few things going on. So there's that, there's this lowered tolerance of what we call trauma, but I also think it's a little bit in the way that it's being used in this pop psychology kind of everyday discourse by people in a way that, um, it's like you can't challenge someone if they've had trauma. So they can explain to you or excuse something they do because trauma or they can. And I'm like, mm. I just, I actually, when you work with these people who have had those traumas at my end, they don't use it as an excuse. That's been my experience also with yeah. the working and it could be kids or families or even colleagues mm. um, in my end is usually when that is something that they're combating mm. It isn't part of the everyday discourse. Hmm. It's also not something they want to wrap their identity around, but this yeah. kind of like, and even it's even in um, parents or people of parent age. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure that'll cause her trauma when they sort of have given a kid a boundary or something. It's almost in vogue, and I <sighs> yeah, think it's I yuck. think what it's a it, buzzword. And I think part of the effort is to destigmatize mental health and the yes. discourse around it. But I, what I what I have wonderings about is does it, I don't know, um, does it lessen the impact of what we know trauma to be? Yes. And when we alter our perspective of what it is, does that radically take away from the people who maybe need the support because they have experienced significant or complex or developmental trauma or whatever it might be? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just become know, this, this like really untouchable deep. thing. If someone, it's like um, if they invoke trauma, they're like, you, I don't want to say it's a card, but they invoke trauma. You can't challenge them. You can't push them. You can't like, in get you suddenly. It's like this protective mechanism, and I find that annoying. Which actually, in when you are treating people, mm. and that's where you engage. Yeah, that's that's what you. That is actually what you do. Yeah. You, you know you. Not ne- you don't it's almost become cool. Challenge you don't necessarily challenge trauma during treatment, but the idea is to move beyond it. Well, yeah, you work through it, like, address it, you know, and and heal from it, and and be in that space. You know, the the point of getting treatment for trauma is not to form an identity around it mm. and have it be a fallback or a buzzword or an explanation for maybe just your shitty behavior. Yeah, or just like a cute thing to make you interesting. Ugh. I see that a bit. I think on the TikToks and the Instagrams and the in in sort of speech. Mm, anyway, yeah. my second one, which <laughs> is probably related, is the phrase self care is giving me the ick. 
Oh, okay. So you I, had a visceral response just now. Yeah. Okay. I, my problem with the phrase self care mm. is because, in my experience, particularly of late, in my, I'm not going to say maybe my personal experience, but definitely my professional experience. The phrase self-care has been thrown around as like it's meant to be some kind of, I don't know, universal antidote for difficult things. And it actually just isn't. Okay. I have, it's not a contradictory kind of feeling or experience of the word. Okay. Um, But I think one thing I noticed that the phrase self-care is doing is it's being used to encapsulate a whole bunch of things that we should be prioritizing and doing anyway as something special. Like you've got to do some self-care. Okay. As though it's something that you do tick off and it's done. Um, the other thing is it's often you're hmm, – I feel like you are told to do it. Similarly in kind of like you are told by other people to do some self-care when they don't know you and have no idea what you currently do for yourself, what that looks like for you. Like they're not – actually allowed to comment um so it comes with this assumption that you don't already do that yeah i i would agree and also i think um i've been doing a lot of sort of active investigation Mm. into this to support a few people in my life Mm. and 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 myself as Mm. well um and what self-care looks like but um when you're talking about particularly somebody's overall well-being it Mm. actually goes beyond self-care yes um because there are so many environmental factors and um you know external stresses internal stresses Mm. you know maybe it's your physiology maybe it's your background maybe you know there's so many different parts Mm. to well-being and self-care is you know while it's important Mm. in the sense of you know i look after myself you know, and I do, and I do the things that make me feel good, um, you know, and make me feel healthy and well and yep. sane and whatever. It actually goes beyond that. Yeah. It's become like, I guess, like you said, it's sort of become talking about like it is an antidote. Mm. Like it's your fault if you haven't been doing it instead of some kind of function of your environment or your social structures or the pressures on you or whatever, where they actually need to change, not you. Yeah. Um, and it has, ju- it's just become a catchphrase. It's kind of not attached to anything real. Cause Literally I think that. of the inverse where the phrase is used to make things that should be normal mm. and a right or part of every, someone's everyday kind of right, something special. So like, oh, you yeah. have, have a moment of self-care, have a shower by yourself. Yeah. You should just be able to have right? that. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of the opposite where you're, you're making these things, these special indulgences where actually it's just basic needs, basic needs. It's your basic needs to be able to thrive or to be able to like manage your wellbeing or whatever now become an indulgence. So maybe that's, maybe that is the discussion is there is potential that the perception of self care has been reduced to actually what we would consider to be just meeting your own needs yeah your own basic needs and if they've become an indulgence because the way society or the workplace or parenthood or childcare or schools are structured or whatever it is um because of the cost of living has meant that those things now constitute self-care then the problem isn't the individual failing to do enough self-care it's those structures um but so i think it is a tricky and dangerous area 
where we do use it as this phrase as an antidote for things that are actually social problems that impact individuals. Have you got anything to say about what we could do about it or it's just an insight you've had? I think we just need to be um, careful about telling other people what they need to do for their well-being and preaching about it as though we're experts. I'm a big fan of just saying, "Is there? do you know what you could do? Are, you know, are you doing things that support it or is there anything I can do for you? Yeah, yeah, but also like we need to, you know, we just, I'm going to sound like a communist. We need to just stop making these things failings of individuals. People, well, they're not. I know. But if we use these kinds of pop psychology phrases in place of also, so you can try and make things better within your own control, but you also need to use your votes or whatever it is, push to change those structures because otherwise it won't happen. Yeah. Push and, for your four-day yeah. work week. Push for your cheaper childcare. Join the union. Universal childcare. <laughs> <laughs> you what? You filthy unionist. Um, I can say that because I sit through the three-hour meetings on Saturdays. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think most of my ick is either when self-care is referring to something that should just be meeting your actual needs mm. or when it's coming in this like paternalistic way where someone's telling you or invalidating your complaints by just saying, implying that you're not good enough at self-care. You just need to do some more self-care. I think that's a really important uh, message because I feel like this is something I'm going to report back to okay. some other people. Um, which I don't know if it, I don't know that it is a perspective that hasn't already sort of been um, raised in other ways mm. uh, or validated already, but I think it's important to hear it from multiple sort of sources. Yeah. I just don't know what we do about it other than, yeah, but I think, I do think that structural and sort of transformational change takes time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, you can't just. Do it all overnight. What? Like a revolution? Mm. Well, that's gone know. so well in the past. I'm not really good with a bayonet, I don't think. So. Mm, I think it just suit you, Pocket. Um, he would look so cute with like a little pretend bayonet. So, what are we going to report on next time? Um, you're going to come back to me with some self care. No, you're reporting to other people about self care. I'm reporting to other people about self care uh, and your perspective on it because I think it will help validate some things that they've been feeling. Oh, good. Yeah. That's nice. Um, we're, we're, we're coming into the season, both the jolly season and the tinder season. <laughs> Me groaning at both mm. of those things. Which means <laughs> you'll be vetting my swipes. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, so we can report on those. Okay, fine. <laughs> Have you done your Christmas shopping yet? I've not done any shopping and I just don't know that I will. I can't do it until we get that leave loading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then I can oh, do it. It's going to be so rich. It's going to be great. <laughs> For two days. <laughs> Till I spend it all on the internet. Okay. So we can report on the wind down of the school year. I've still got a few big school functions to go. So um, if you're teaching at my end of school, you get to relive your school formal every single year. Um, mm. And this year I've gone all out on the outfit. So I can report on that. I have seen the outfit and it's very nice. It's... I... Look, it is a shame to show up the kids, but I'm not afraid to do it. I think do it. You deserve it. It's good for them. Humbling. Yeah, they should know. They should know <laughs> what to strive for. <laughs> so I can report back on those. I also have several um, school functions that, like, and big ones that mm. are coming up. Um, we've got our carol thing, which Ooh. I thought was, I don't know, 
maybe not as secular as I would have expected in yep. a public school. Yeah. But I think I think the idea. I think the idea is actually just to get together and we do some singing and it's an end of year concert yes. performance thing. But it's yes. been like... A bit less Jesus-y than it might have been in our day. Yeah, look, I think maybe Carol's is actually a misnomer. Mm. I think what it should just be is end of year songs. Yeah. And it's outside, it's really chill. People yeah. bring picnic blankets and stuff. Yeah. So that's going to be really good, but it is going to be quite late. Um, so that's going to be Cuties. Are you off to wrangle kindergarten to sing? Yes, but they're very good. They know their songs. What is... Oh, can you tell us or is it a secret? Um... One of them is called the Christmas Pokey, Cute. which is actually just the Hokey Pokey with Aww. Christmas words. Um, so that's quite fun. That'll be adorable. Uh, they like it. Lovely. Uh, um, but other than that, yeah, so I think reporting back, I think maybe reporting back on gift ideas. Okay. Um, and how to, ch- how to choose gifts for certain people based on their relationship to you yeah mum's had a few questions we're, we're tossing up around a few things of this for like the extended family so second oh, okay. cousins cousins so we'll mm-hmm. report back on that okay yeah because i have got some hard mm. and fast rules the older i get about my presents. i mean my main thing is how do i maintain the christmas spirit uh as a massive introvert who in the sort of couple of weeks leading up to Christmas has to do several faculty events, a whole school Christmas event, a graduation, a formal friends Christmas parties and the family stuff and not actually get to Christmas Day and just hate, 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 loathe entirely. Oh, I really enjoyed the Grinch reference. So how do I do that? That's what I'm going to report back on. Okay. All right. Um, do you want some advice or are you just going to No, see I think happens? we'll just see how it goes. Okay. We can do advice in between, I think. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure you'll hear from mm. me and I'll hear from you. Oh, yeah. What about you? You're going to... She's re- doing the eyebrow thing at me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'll edit it out. The Botox wore off, so I can move <laughs> Um, For me, I... Oof. It's a stamina thing as well. It's so hard. Because I'm going, okay, it's the end of the year. I'm really tired. My hay fever is trying to destroy me. <laughs> Uh, I'm doomed every time I leave the house and it's a windy day, mild, yep. just like a, a, if there's a lick of a breeze, I am going to swell up. Like a puffer fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then doing the shopping and all that sort of thing. So I don't really know. And also I'm kind of at the, you know, I have siblings as well. So mm. there's like... Um, Complexity to there. Because I'm just going to say right now, my hard and fast rule is if I haven't lived with you or, you know, you're not in my... If I'm not texting you every day or I haven't lived with you, I'm not buying you a present. I reasonable. I think that's fair. That is incredibly reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe next time we also go over some of the worst gifts people give. Do you know? I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if I shared this with you several years ago. <laughs> I definitely remember it. You do? Yeah. I made a video that I sent to my family about appropriate Christmas <laughs> presents. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we try that tactic again. And there was a song and a background. Yes. I think I in, it's never too extra. Do you know what? I thought it was deeply no such appropriate. Thing. It, it was, was. Was it abided by? I think that somebody got a loophole, but I can't quite. I'll have to think about it. Somebody Damn it. definitely went through a loophole to, I don't know, mm ignore my requests (laughs) (laughs) all right so looking forward to that sounds like we have a christmas edition in the works oh good um good luck fare thee well fare thee well 
Um, we hope that you fare well. Yeah. Let us know if you have thoughts on anything we have thoughts on. Yeah, or even just some feedback. Um, we know that there are some... We're loving the feedback. Gun-ho feedbackers, which we really appreciate. Yes. Um, but yeah, have okay. a great time. Have a great life. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.